Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome to Unwired. This is our audio episode. This is your wheelhouse. This is your home. Your... What's another euphemism I could use? I don't know. Let's restart this. Welcome to Unwired. (laughs) (laughs) So today, as promised, we're talking about audio editing. Audio editing. We did video editing. Yes. Now audio editing. Is your workflow for audio editing different than your workflow for video editing? Well, yeah, because there's no video. True. Nothing to see here, folks. Keep it moving. All right, bye. (laughs) So good. Since you're the editor of the podcast, you can carry this episode. I'll sit over here in this corner and go to sleep. Okay. That doesn't sound like a plan. Take it away, Victoria. Okay. Do you you not do any audio editing? I do tons of it, but that's not important now. Take it away, (laughs) Victoria. Okay. So... What goes on when you do audio editing? Wait, you're asking the question? Okay, fine. All right. Um, as you guys know, I do a lot of work with churches. And so at one point, we were recording the full service as okay. well as, you know, the singing, the preaching, and we would have to condense it. And it was actually quite a bit of work because you're condensing, let's say, a two hour service into 30 minutes. Wow, okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, the process is a little bit different than the video editing because you're really working with one large file and maybe some audio files or maybe some um, rec- pre-recorded files like an intro and then an outro. So, it's very different than having multiple folders with with a whole lot of different elements scattered all over the place. Right. So now, how do you handle the podcast? Well, I have different folders. One that's uh, one for each episode, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then I have one for commercials and one for the uh, intro with the background music. Okay. Right. And what I do is I open the um, the recorded podcast, mm-hmm. listen through it once, marking where I want to do changes, where I want to take out some audio or uh just if i want to add a sound effect or something i'll just mark it Mm -hmm. then i do those changes i listen to it once so i know exactly that if i take out something it's not gonna mess the flow of the hmm that's a much better process than what I have. <laughs> that that idea actually makes sense. Listen to the whole thing and then mark the time. Mm-hmm. That way you could even keep a log of your marks. Yeah. Um, you see, the good thing about editing these days, and by these days I mean the last, what, 20, 30 years, is these are non-destructive edits. You're not editing the original file. You're making edits and then saving to a whole new file. Yeah. That's great. So you can always go back to the original. I might start doing that. Because that's the whole, I mean, time code, everything would have the time code in it. Wow, I've learned something new today. Listen to (laughs) it first and then mark where you're going to do your edits and then go back and do the edits. Yeah. Awesome. Um, And then once that's done, what I usually do is I put put in the intro Mm -hmm. with the awesome tagline. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, then I put in the music in the background, put in the commercials where they belong, and listen to it one more time to make sure that all the audio matches from the intro to us talking to the commercials back to us talking. Okay. I have noticed something. You know, you, you mentioned how you love the tagline. I did notice your voices in the tagline a lot more than mine. I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I noticed that. I was made aware of that situation. Okay, moving <laughs> right along. Um, so you listen to it, you do your edits. Now, yep. what do you do to sweeten up your sound? Oh, there are good effects. There are some plugins. Oh, no, no, no. We can deal with plugins later. I want to know what your editing techniques are. Because you can get really in depth with, especially since we do this multi track, you can get in depth and do automatic faders mm -hmm. where you'll um, have the software and we use Adobe Audition um, if we could have the software track the volume so you yeah. can adjust the fader as it reads your movements and mm -hmm. then it'll write out that at the very end Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a cool way to do it do you employ such a technique uh, there are times where I have. Other times I don't really need to because it already sounds perfect. The, the the technique is called automated faders. I believe so. Yes, that's it. Okay, we'll go with that. If it's not, you could always contact us at... Contact info at onwiredthepodcast.com. There you go. So, that's how you do your edits. Um, now, when it came to... The church, there are a couple of processing tools that I use. Now, you use more Adobe Edition. Correct. And I use more um, Sony SoundForge. It's no longer Sony. It's now Magic's SoundForge. The difference is Magic's is, excuse me, SoundForge is a single-track editor, while Audition is a multi-track editor. I love that. Yeah. When I wanted to do multi-track, I would use Sony Vegas, which actually started out as a multi-track audio editor mm -hmm. it turned into a video editor. So, that's just a little bit of history for you, kitties. <laughs> so, with it, when I'm editing a service, I'll go through and cut out dead air. Oh, yeah. I'll cut out um, music. Now, depending on your CCL license, which we can do a whole show about, you may have the ability to rebroadcast um, music. If you don't have that ability, it is considered illegal against copyright to do it. So we would cut out the music if we didn't have a license to cover that. Yeah. And so we would have an intro, go into the sermon, and an outro. Now, finding a good place to cut is always important. So there is that time of listening through it and then just cutting out the pieces that you don't like and doing a whole bunch of crossfading and all that business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you think it's a good time to take a break and then we can I'm, get into sound effects? Yeah, let's do that. All right. We'll be right back. Unwired. This segment has been brought to you by Brainwave Consulting, providing networking and security consultation in West Virginia, New York, and the DMV area. That's Brainwave Consulting. BrainwaveCC.com. That's BrainwaveCC.com. When you're concerned about your network security, think about Brainwave. BrainwaveCC.com We're leading to the day where we are unwired. 
We're back to Unwired. The show where we get you unplugged from the rest of the world. Interesting. Wait, that's not our tagline. No. All right, so we're talking about the process that we go through for audio editing. Now, there's a bunch of terms that we could use, like normalize, equalization, DC offset. Anything else? There are a bunch of them. Yes, there are a bunch of them. But what do they mean? I love the one that says de-hummer. De-hummer. <laughs> love it. Okay, I'm more of a denoiser guy myself, but... Um, one of the techniques that we're taught when we do audio recording is to record a few seconds. We, we talked about this in the checklist. Yeah. Record a few seconds of the ambient room, and then you can use that when you denoise at the end of a program. Mm-hmm. Because every room has its own signature sound. Yeah. Even this one. Even this one, though I don't know what it is. I don't think too much stuff comes through on our recording. Uh, we've had birds recently when we're looking out the window, seeing fox and all that. We've had trucks. Trucks, yeah. Where yes. we've had to stop talking for a few seconds. Yeah, when the fire passed. truck or the police go by. Not that this is a bad neighborhood, you know, things happen everywhere. Of course. So then, so there's ways to sweeten your sound. I use Normalize quite a bit. Uh, now, Audition has a tool that a lot of other audio programs don't have called auto leveler right yeah you know have you had great success with that no i barely use it i've the concept is good where you can bring up the soft sounds to a good volume and then bring down the loud sounds and that way you could level out all the audio let's say someone is really loud and then they get real quiet that is supposed to help level them out However, I have seen that it brings up the noise floor. What is the noise floor, you may ask? What is it? I said you may ask. I didn't say you had to ask. Yeah, but I want to ask. Okay, the noise floor is the ambient noise of the room. Yep. You don't really want to bring that up now, do you? No, why would you? Because that just brings up the noise. We don't want that, folks. Please, leave the noise floor where it is. Clean it up if you have to. Get a broom. Get, okay, that's a bit ridiculous. So, <laughs> okay. So we use denoiser to clean up the noise floor. So what else do you do? Um, there is this function to select the size of your room. The oh, type of room you right. are in. Sort of like a reverb type yeah, of thingamajiggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice effect depending on the mood. Yeah. Yeah. I like to add that to um church services because it makes the room seem larger, especially when you mm-hmm. don't get a lot of feedback, you don't have any audience mics. Mm-hmm. That can help give the impression of a large room that you're speaking in. Yeah. Now you don't need a cathedral sound effect. That's that's a bit much. I mean, you can, but That's on you. Yeah. Depends <laughs> what what your project is. Right. So one of the things that I've found that I enjoy doing with audio editing is EQing out. There's there's something that I that we come across high pass and low pass filters. Yeah. Now, what do you think a high pass filter does? I'm gonna say masks them. 
Opposite? You know, but here's the thing: you can use it to mask. Yeah. A high pass will pass any frequency above the setting that you put. So if you put your high pass at, let's say, a hundred hertz, that's really low. That's usually the base level. It'll pass anything above a hundred hertz. So just like you said, you mask out anything below a hundred hertz.、Mm-hmm. So in reverse, a low pass filter. Will pass anything below a certain frequency, so that's once again it's used to mask high frequencies. Okay, right, so、yeah. the low pass filters I would usually have up around eight to ten k.、Mm-hmm. That way, anything above that, which the human voice doesn't really go up that high, so you're going to get things like wind noise and things of that nature. It will eliminate, or as you like to say, mask out those sounds. Whereas A high pass filter I would have really low, <laughs> so that it, I should say, at a low frequency, so it'll mask the things below. Usually, I mask out below 150. If we're just talking about talking,、yeah. you know, you get rid of that low rumble that a room might have. Okay. All right. So we've covered high and low pass filters. Those are all part of the EQing process. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, do you ever use EQ? No, I can't get too technical here because I'm going to get all of this wrong. You know, there's dynamic EQ, there's parametric, there's graphic, there's all these different kind of EQs. And like you said, it depends on the project we're working on as to how we EQ it. We could have a whole episode on EQ. We can talk about the myths of EQ, the difference between EQing for recorded sound versus live sound. Tons of EQ information. I played with EQ once and I ended up deleting more than I should have, and pff, I don't know. It just sounded terrible. Yes, <laughs>、yeah. made it worse. That is one area where you definitely need to make adjustments, step away, then come back and listen and see what your adjustments did. I would just like to emphasize that that was when I got started in audio editing. That was、yes. years ago. wasn't、oh, yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not. We're all much better now. We don't make those same mistakes anymore. Hope not. Yeah. Well, unless you get started, you know, you gotta learn by doing. That's what I say. Do what works. See what doesn't work, and don't do that again. And exactly. Keep practicing. Like we said, this is non-linear editing, so you're not gonna damage as long as you don't hit the save button. Oh, that's another part of the process that I didn't mention. As soon as I open a wave file, here's the thing: SoundForge can be a destructive edit. If you open a file, do edits on it, and hit the save button, it overwrites the original file. What you can do is make a copy of it immediately when I open a file. I do save as, and that becomes the regular file. That way, you're not messed up. Yeah. If you don't hit save at all. Most of these programs have the ability to do backup saves, or they'll do saves to not the same name until you hit the actual save button. So that's something to also there. The auto save feature will not overwrite the original file. Okay. So that's something to think about. Something else to think about. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Unwired. This segment is brought to you by Sandy Audiovisual, the premier streaming company in the Washington D.C. area, also the prime provider for audiovisual equipment for rental or purchase. See them at savweb.com. That's savweb.com. 
we are leading to the day where we are unwired. We're back to Unwired. Don't forget, we need sponsors. You can even record your own commercial and send it to us at... Contact info at unwiredthepodcast.com. Or send us a script or something that you want. We'll yeah. be happy to record it. We will be sending you a bill, but still, we'll be happy to have you <laughs> as a sponsor. Just contact us. We are a for-profit organization. Please remember that. <laughs> yeah, gotta get paid. <laughs> All right. So now we are closing up this episode on audio editing. Yes. With our discussion of sound effects. FX. F and X. FX. Do you use any sound effects? Hardly. Huh. No audio editing effects? Well, you didn't I say I feel no. like the podcast doesn't give me much room to use sound effects. Really? Um, I mean, we could have the anvil dropping on someone's head. You know, one of those sounds. Or you know, What I really wanted to buy was one of those touch pads or the drum machines. And just plug it into the system. And then when we wanted to make a noise, we just hit it like... Like clapping in the background or clapping or toilet noise really you have to start there with toilet noise <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> luckily i have a whole library full of sound effects and you're right though i don't use sound effects very much for uh churches or podcasting however <laughs> yeah they wouldn't really go well with a, a sermon yeah. even though we have uh like what is it? We have plays coming up. And so when you have these plays, you have the opportunity to put in those sound effects. Uh, so that's one thing. There's also... Now there's audio effects that we can put on soundtracks. Yes. In that case, are there any effects you use? You did talk about reverb at one point yeah. to give the sound of, of a larger room. Mm -hmm. Or a smaller room. Right. There's a couple of plugins that I use, uh, especially from Isotope. Don't say it. But uh, from Isotope, I really like their plugins. They're not expensive. They're always having some special sale. Um, I use Neutron Elements, which includes... Uh, a way to fatten up, especially vocals. When I'm doing vocal recordings for people's um, either slideshow or their own videos, mm -hmm. I'll take it back and maybe enhance their audio some. And the Isotope tools, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E. Yes. Isotope. Isotope. I just won the spelling bee. Thank you. <laughs> See, right there would be a good place for clapping. See, there you go, clapping, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have the cheering sound effect. You could put that in. Um, what? Oh, cheering. I yes. heard the cherry. <laughs> what is that? A cherry sound effect. That doesn't sound right, people. I don't but, know what that is. Okay. So sound audio plugins. I actually have a pretty good library, but I also find that I don't use most of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're the audio creator, not me. <laughs> I don't do it's, music. See, I found out that with Adobe, I'm pretty sure that's what it is but there's a uh, special special plugins that come from mac oh so i've been yeah. playing around with them i haven't used them on any of the podcasts but you know i play around with them see okay. what they do and yeah there's fun. there's no sense changing our voice into a robot voice or doing anything crazy or you know i'm gonna have so much fun editing oh, this my goodness <laughs> Please send all your complaints to <laughs> contact info at unwiredthepodcast.com. 
point, direct them all to Victoria for this episode if you get a whole bunch of robotic, sound-in, <laughs> space alien sound effects on this pristine podcast. So, pew-pew! <laughs> well, look, I think we've covered enough for today. And I don't want to give you so. too much too much audio to mess with. Aww. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, again, if you want to contact us, email us at contactinfo at unwiredthepodcast.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at unwiredthepodcast. And don't forget, for episodes that have fallen off of the RSS feed, you can get them on our website, which is unwiredthepodcast.com. The podcast.com. Very nice. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Finally learning to work with me, you know. <laughs> After what a year. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Bye. Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. <laughs> <laughs>